Let's take a look at the global picture. Jeffrey Kleintops with us, Chief Global Investment Strategist with Charles Schwab. Glad that you are with us. So I was just going through your Go With The Flow uh, article all about markets and economy. And the truth of the matter is last year you told us to look abroad and had that work out pretty good, right? So a little background, about a year ago uh, on the show here, we, we predicted that 2022 would be the first year in a decade of international outperformance of U.S. stocks uh, by uh, by international stocks and the start of a longer term trend. And that did work out. Last year, we saw international stocks outperform by 4%. I was sweating it for a while, but it actually paid off. And already this year, they're ahead by over 5%. That outperformance came despite the rise in the dollar last year, which eroded international gains in portfolios based in U.S. dollars. In fact, it measured in local currency, the outperformance by international stocks last year was double digit and the widest in nearly two decades. Now, the reason, Nicole, for the change in relative performance was the recession. Recessions and bear markets followed by recoveries, of course, happen at the turning point of every cycle. But each recession reverses the relative performance of U.S and international stocks. Now, an official recession hasn't been declared yet here in the US or anywhere else, but we believe a recession and bear market began during 2022, and that has signaled now the start of the jaws of this shark, uh, the shark attack beginning to, to clamp down. Right, so the reversal won't really happen until we get more detail, but in the meantime, we've seen that continued pattern happening from last year even into this year a little bit, but look at how it's coming down. So uh, the, the orange being abroad, and that was what did well, like you said, it would, and um, the bluer color going down is USA. Now what? Yeah, yeah, so right. So we've been using this shark to talk about cycles and in investing and the danger posed when the trend changes and the jaws begin to bite down for a long time. Of course, with each new cycle, the leader becomes the laggard. So the, the leaders of the last cycle tend to reverse and fall the most in the bear market while the recovery and the next cycle tend to see new leaders. So when the blue line's rising, international stocks are outperforming as they did in the 80s and the 2000s. And when the orange line is rising, U.S. stocks are outperforming as they did in the 1990s and the 2010s. It reverses every cycle. The reasons, it, you can see that orange line's starting to come down now and the, and the blue line's starting to pick back up. Yeah, that, that's okay. And that's why I just right? went through okay, that explanation. No, no, explain it. Yeah, no, <laughs> tell me. Because I glanced at it and I sort of assumed the foreign stocks were doing better and that was the going up. So say it again. I want to hear it again. Yeah, so so when the orange line is going up, that's U.S. stocks. That's what we saw over the last cycle. So between those those prior two columns, those two recessions, that's what we saw. U.S. stocks outperforming. But you see that orange line starting to come down and towards the bottom, the blue yeah. line starting to come back up. That's these jaws starting, just starting to close as we begin to see international stocks outperform. And the reasons that this happens every single cycle are behavioral as much as they're fundamental. I mean, after a full cycle, of outperformance, trends revert. I'd say the only exception was maybe in 2020. That recession was too short at just two months and saw too much stimulus from the Fed and the government as they pump money into the economy and markets and drove those liquidity-driven U.S. tech stocks. But that stimulus has reversed last year for the first time in a decade did relative performance. So I think while many investors, Nicole, are trying to focus on is the bear market over yet or not, but they could be missing out on this shift in leadership that's already begun. There's already a bull market in international stocks yeah. underway. So I think that's the key thing to focus on now.
Yeah, and you know, as I look at it more closely, I see this goes all the way back to before I was born. I mean, this is back to 1970s. <laughs> so um, th this really shows the frustration of international investors from basically 2010 onwards. Um, they've had a very tough time, and maybe we might see this reversal. And we can see that coming down off the top because this is a very long-term chart. So now what? What do you tell folks to watch for in 2023? So I think some of the drivers that may continue this trend of the jaws clamping down, meaning international outperformance and, and U.S. lagging, is, well, we can point to the weather for one thing. We've seen the mildest winter on record, and that's limited the drawdown of natural gas to such an extent that Europe may end this winter with 50% of their natural gas reserves intact. And that's great news as they look out to ensuring they don't need to engage in any kind of rationing as we go through the next year. So that's great news for the European economy and businesses as well. And those cheaper than expected energy prices that go along with that should be a help to Europe. But also, we've also got China's sudden reopening, and that promises an economic rebound that will boost economic demand for Europe's exports and, and Asia as well, and that should support industrial production this year. But hey, we're in the midst of earnings season, so let me talk about that. Earnings growth is actually stronger outside the U.S. for the first time in 10 years. It's expected by analysts uh, to be here in the fourth quarter up 10.7% in Europe. It's supposed to be down 2.8% year over year here for, for Q4, the S&P 500. So big difference there. We all know the valuation gap, the difference there, the difference in dividend yields, all those other factors that I think are going to kick in as well. I think we've got a lot of these drivers intact to really continue this momentum of outperformance by international stocks here this year. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but can you tell us some of the risks and explain what it is that we could watch out for? Yeah, obviously, there's there's always there can't be any guarantees that we'll see this outperformance. I think one is that the European Central Bank remains on a, a tightening trajectory, and even though we're starting to see inflation begin to come down, core inflation in Europe continues to trend higher, and that might mean the European Central Bank has to remain tighter for longer. That could be a bit of a of a risk to this scenario. The other is that hey, maybe the Fed could surprise with an about face and begin to cut rates in 2023 and return to the cycle backdrop that powered those liquidity-driven U.S. tech stocks to lead during the last cycle. So I, I think the takeaway from this is you probably don't want to put all your eggs in one basket or the other. Having global diversification is really important here. I'm not saying sell all your U.S. stocks, pile in international here. But for those of you who haven't had any international exposure, it's not too late to begin to build that in your portfolio and get something close to what might be an appropriate long-term weight. Well, also, we have the whole mouth. I mean, that spread is pretty huge because it's certainly we've seen the crossing over multiple times since the 1970s. Um, but at this point now, the divergence is really pronounced. And so we'll have that final thoughts on as we look at our new year here. You mentioned earnings um, abroad here at home. We're right in the thick of earnings season. There's still this feeling that earnings estimates are too lofty. Um, are people just sort of getting ahead of their skis and feeling a little too optimistic? I think that uh, we're in for a bit of volatility here in in the in yeah. the in the next several months. Uh, you know, I think we may have we may, we're probably in a bottoming process for the markets. But remember, the markets moved by five percent up or down 
uh, more more than 5% up or down in each of the last six or seven months. I think four, four of those months to the upside, three to the downside. I think that volatility may continue here in the near term. What we're seeing, though, is during these periods of volatility, those international markets have tended to fare a little bit better, both on the downside and the upside. So if you're looking to position your portfolio for greater volatility here or continued volatility over the next few months, as we work our way through, where are we in this recession? Where are we in this uh, earnings downturn and these earnings recession that's emerging? Uh, I think finding those those pockets where we can insulate the portfolio from those ups and downs, uh, and you'll you'll find some of that in international equities, particularly those low price to cash flow stocks, high dividend payers, more of those found outside the U.S. Yeah. No one goes with the flow better than you, Jeffrey Kleintop. A friend, a gentleman, Thanks, thank Nicole. you for your patience as I was looking at that more closely. Um, I always enjoy our conversations. We're lucky to have you. Jeffrey Kleintop, thank you. Thanks Charles for having me on.